Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. And that's the thing when you're insecure about something, more examples doesn't mean a better answer. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a radio journalist and I've teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. This week's Shoot Your Shot shout out goes to Sandra. This is what she said. She started listening to our podcast last year and she said it gave her so much confidence in her job search. She actually went out of her comfort zone recently. We love this. This is exactly what Shoot Your Shot's all about. She put off her job search for a while, but then she picked it back up. She saw an ideal job that had closed already. Oh, don't you hate that when you see it and it's too late? So she reached out directly to the supervisor after having been rejected by the recruiter to apply after the deadline. So the supervisor contacted me and opened the job again so that I could apply. I would have never done that before. It felt so good to put myself out there and demonstrate how much I want the job. Now I'm just keeping my fingers crossed so I can land an interview. Oh my God, if that is not the perfect example of shooting your shot. Textbook example of shooting your shot. Because as we say, shooting your shot isn't always this big outlandish, you know, I got a giant pay rise and a dream job. It's the little things like just having some confidence to shoot your shot. So love to hear it. And I really hope you get the job. But even if you don't, absolute power move. And so glad to hear your confidence is growing. If you want to have results like that and blossom and flourish in your job search, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Yeah, and every month we're choosing one of our Shoot Your Shot shout outs to receive an Interview Boss gift box. We actually sent our first one of these off recently and it's so exciting. There's lots of goodies in there to help you celebrate your career win. So if you liked one of our episodes, you used a tip or we inspired you to do something amazing like Sandra, send us a DM, Facebook, Instagram, even email and you could be that person next month. That's right. Now let's get straight into it. This week, we're diving back into the interview content today. And in today's episode, Sarah's going to be asking me four popular interview questions. And I'll be doing my best on the fly to respond using examples from other people's experience. So we've already done one of these episodes and it was called Responding to Real Answers or Deconstructing something. Deconstructing Real Answers to Popular Job Interview Questions. Yeah. And it's our most popular episode. It's crazy. 
everyone just wants more of it. So we thought, why not do a version two? Yeah. And so this time, obviously, it would be boring for me to just re-talk about my experience. So I'm going to be taking on a new persona. I'm going to be channeling my actor vibes and I'm going to be pretending that I'm someone else with a whole different bunch of experience so you guys can hear different answers and different questions. So let's set the scene. Now, obviously, this is going to be very tricky because Emma hasn't actually got this experience. But the point we're trying to make is if you prepare well and you break down your examples into a good structure, you can pretty much read it without even having done the thing before. A good structure and good preparation can make up for a lot of different things. So what I've given Emma is the questions and answers from a few different people that I've worked with in one-on-one sessions. So she's going to be reading her answers to these questions and using the structure that I've put together to come up with a really coherent interview answer. And it just goes to show, hopefully, how well your preparation can really help you out in these situations because Emma hasn't actually done these things. So we're going to see what her answers actually sound like and then we'll dive into breaking down how she did. Okay, so cut me some slack because I am not in fact an account manager, but we're going to pretend that I am an account manager for a company that sells software. So let's go. Sarah, ask me my first question. Awesome. Now, we're not doing the tell me about yourself because we'd have to come up with a whole fake career history. We're going to dive straight into the middle of the interview and go through some questions. These are really common questions that should be relevant to a lot of different roles. So Emma, In this role, it's really important that you're able to build relationships with our stakeholders and your various different accounts that you'll be taking on, as well as with new accounts too. Can you tell us about your ability to build stakeholder relationships? Absolutely. So I've been an account manager for 20 plus years now. So I have a lot of longstanding relationships and a vast majority, you know, I've got suppliers to customers and I have accumulated quite the network over the years. In my last job, some of the big accounts had actually been neglected and they weren't happy and weren't looking very good. And I was able to take on some new clients, which was really exciting because, as I said, a lot of my clients have been very longstanding. So, yeah, I've recently taken on some new clients and I've introduced myself to them, started working one on one with the contact there. And I've started addressing all of the issues that were there before. And in turn, I've been able to build trust and form those new relationships So ultimately, I was able to bring the account up to speed and meet deadlines and make sure everything was running smoothly and keep happy clients, which is the most important thing, of course. Awesome. So I think that was a great answer. It's kind of amazing that you had that whole thing and you haven't done any of this, right? No. So as expected, we're probably lacking a little bit on detail, but let's give Emma some slack for that. If that was a real answer, I would have thrown in some examples of like what was going wrong when the accounts had been neglected, what wasn't being done. It just paints more of a picture of what's actually happening and what they weren't happy about. Wait, yeah, I could have came in and been like, you know, the communication was really poor and they were frustrated that they weren't getting updates. And so I started implementing a weekly morning phone call every Monday to check in, but I've never had this job. (laughs) Totally. Um, The other thing is, I think we got a bit lost where you said some of the accounts had been neglected and they were existing accounts. And then you said you'd taken on some new clients as well. I think that just got a little bit messy and confusing because I was like, hold on, are you talking to me about the new 
customers or the current customers. So you could have probably thrown in that new client thing maybe at the end. So we were able to bring the accounts up to speed, meet deadlines, get everything running smoothly. And I was able to add on some more accounts because I'd freed up my time or something like that. Or just you need to separate them so I don't get so confused in the middle. But yeah, otherwise, I think a few more examples. It had great structure already, really great response. And I'm hoping you guys listening can actually hear what I'm talking about when I'm breaking down what I wanted to hear more from that answer so that you know what it sounds like from an interviewer's perspective. And if you are a genuine account manager, you'll do better than me because you actually know what you're talking about. Exactly. That's my next question. Cool. Let's go back into interview mode again. So, Emma, in this role, you'll be managing a team of five. Can you tell us about your team management experience? Absolutely. So I've actually taken a lot from my previous managers. I've been really fortunate to work under some incredible mentors. So my team management strategy is largely collaborative. I really like pulling everyone together, getting everyone's ideas, getting everyone involved. My team is five people and all are product managers at various levels. So at the moment, I manage five people, quite a small team, but we're very tight knit. They all have very diverse backgrounds. They bring their strengths. So Tim actually came from retail accounts managing. So he has a lot of knowledge on that about, you know, upselling. Dorothy has a lot of skills on blank. (laughs) You know, she really brings that. And Karen worked in communications. She's very good at brainstorming and coming up with ideas and, you know, staying current. So, yeah, we all work really well together. So to give some examples, there was actually a point last year during the pandemic where we had a bit of a restructure and I had to take over an operations team of five on top of my current workload. So the team I took on had great knowledge and experience, but they were sort of junior. They were working in silos and they had no leadership to advocate for their projects. And so once I brought them in under my wing, the team really came together. And once they had someone advocating for them, the work we were able to produce as a team was amazing. And that role is now able to be filled by a true operations expert. Okay, awesome. First thing I would say is loved the examples of the team having diverse backgrounds, but you gave too many. Three was a lot. Too many. Okay. I feel like I was like, oh my God, you're going to list the whole team. I was really worried that you're going to do five. (laughs) And you can see, I hope when you were listening to that, you heard like, oh God, is she going to tell me about every single member of her team and what their strength is? So I think one, pick one. That's a good example of someone being diverse and how you accommodate that. I could have just done Timmy. You see, I was stressed because I'm thinking, oh, this is too vague of an answer because the listeners know I'm a phony and I'm not actually in this role. So I was trying to clutch to make it sound like I really am in the role. And that's the thing when you're insecure about something, more examples doesn't mean a better answer. Pick your best example and move on because if the interviewer gets lost, they're going to stop listening completely. Let me redo that. Maybe the best example is something like, Yeah, Timmy actually used to work for a huge international corporation and he's just come back to the country. So he's been able to bring a lot of, you know, new perspective to the team. Great. Love that. And then you can move on. You've got to keep your answer moving. You don't want to get stuck. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at 
interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. And almost on the opposite side of things, I think your example was really good of taking on a new team during COVID. They had some great experience, but they needed leadership to advocate for them. Again, wanted an example. What did you advocate for them on? What was the project that they needed advocating? How did you do that? Did you raise it with your boss? Just something, a little tidbit there to make that a little bit more real. This is hard. I don't... (laughs) No, I know, but this isn't for you. This is for someone if they were really answering that question. So that's what I would do. I did really like the structure. Sometimes it can feel a bit much to go straight into an example because you feel like you're not able to talk about your style in general. And if you had gone straight into your example... You want to warm them up first. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to look at the structure of an answer by saying something general to begin with. My management style is blah. I like to blah, blah, blah. And then as an example, here's my leadership style. So yeah, the overall structure was really good. Just choosing where to add and remove examples would be my biggest feedback there. Next question. So Emma, in this role, you're going to be meeting and presenting to clients about new features that are coming out with our software. And you need to anticipate what they're going to be interested in, how they're going to make that decision so that you can meet their business needs with our software. Can you give us an example of a time where you've done that before? Yeah, definitely. So there was a scenario a little while ago where I knew the client really well after working with them for about two years. Yeah. So I was able to anticipate what questions they were going to ask and I jotted them down. So as a tech company, I knew they were going to want to know how we operated on a mobile phone. I knew they would want to know what our customer support is like, you know, the hours were available, what they're entitled to. So eventually at the end of our discussion, they did ask those questions and I was able to quickly fire those answers back to them straight away. And then the deal was sealed. They were really happy, felt they had all their concerns met and I was able to appeal to them in the brief. Awesome. I think that was a great answer. Woo! Yeah. Really love your use of an example there of what the questions were. I think if you hadn't mentioned what their concerns were. It would lose its strength, my answer. Yeah, exactly. Because it then becomes too general. But when you talked about, okay, the mobile experience, again, all of these are made up. But when you're giving examples of what their concerns were and what your answers were, that makes it a lot more real. And I think that's a really great example. Cool. Short and sweet too. Great. We love it. Next question. Hit me up. So this is a bit of a curly one, but I think it's a good one. Em, how do you handle stress and pressure when things are all going wrong? There's lots on. How do you handle it? (laughs) Me right now in this current moment being like, (laughs) I don't, but no, I'm an accounts manager and this is how I handle stress. Yeah, totally valid. And look, stress and pressure are unfortunately inevitable in this account managing role, but I'm quite used to it. And I've had to deal with deadlines consistently in my time here. In general, I find the things that work for me are setting deadlines in a project management app that streamlines, you know, the 100 things I've got to do makes it easy for me. Another thing I do is prioritize my work projects. Sometimes that might look like chatting to my manager about what they think is the most important thing I get done. Other times, you know, it's pretty easy for me to determine what needs to be done first. To-do lists, I'm a chronic list writer. I write lists about having to write lists. And, you know, of course, sometimes stepping out of the office, you know, going for a little walk, just taking a step back, I find really helps. How did you feel about that answer? What do you reckon? I felt like I was trying to convince you that I handle stress well. 
<laughs> yeah. I think great example. It's always a hard one to say, how do you handle stress and pressure? The examples in this case, you're not going to say, well, last week when I was stressed, this is what I did. It's more a general overarching examples of how you talk about it and what works for you. And the more specific you can get, the better. When you said project management app, I think throw that in there. Do you like to use monday.com? Do you use your CRM software? Bit of specificity would make it sound like it's real. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I had a feeling that when you said that, you didn't know what a project management app is, which you probably don't. So No, I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) See, we would never have known. But maybe we would because you didn't name any, right? So, yeah, I think that was great. Adding the element at the end about kind of going for a walk, I think it was a nice detail because they've said, how do you handle stress and pressure? So, yes, they're talking about the job, but they might also be talking about how do you handle it as a person as well? How do you make sure that you're able to consistently keep up with stress and pressure in the same job? Do you think you could have even said something else like, oh, I actually do weekly yoga classes and it's my godsend? Like, could you say something like that? Yes. Can you imagine you said that first? They were like, how do you handle stress and pressure in the workplace? And you're like, well, I do yoga once a week. You'd sound like you're off with the fairies. If you say that, it definitely has to go at the end. But it's a nice little tidbit to be like, you know, I'm not just a corporate person throwing buzzwords at you. I am a person with hobbies and I like to relax. Exactly. I have often used, and this is very, very true for me, but I like it as an anecdote for interviews. I talk about sometimes when things are all going wrong and I receive an email where something else has gone wrong and my inclination is to get really frustrated or upset or angry or something, I step away from my computer and go and make a cup of tea (laughs) because sometimes when I come back after the cup of tea, it's enough time has passed that I can look at that email with fresh eyes. And I like that little anecdote because who can't relate to that? It's all fun and games until you've made five cups of tea. You can't answer any emails without making a fresh cup of tea. That is a lot of tea leaves. Sarah, we need to talk about your tea problem. (laughs) And your bathroom usage. (laughs) But yeah, those little anecdotes, I think, make you seem human. They make you relatable. Feel free to use them. I think they're really great. And more importantly, that was our last question that we had to come up with. So let us know, what did you think of this? Was it helpful, even though we're talking about hypothetical experience? Yeah, I think it will be because people love the episode so much and we want to be able to reproduce that. But obviously I can't keep just telling you about my name's Emma. I'm a radio journalist. That's boring. So by all means, people out there, send us your profile. Send us your fake persona that I can get on here and keep being. And I'll keep doing my best to try and take on a new personality. And I think the overall takeaway here is your preparation really matters. Those answers that Emma was kind of using as prompts have already been workshopped with me in an interview coaching session. You can do this by yourself though. You don't need me. Go through, okay, what's the example I want to use? What are my best bits? What's my strongest example? And how can I make my strongest example fit for this question? So I really liked that, Em, when you talked about your leadership experience that stretch assignment that you took on where you managed another team, that was obviously a big thing that you wanted to mention if that was real. And you've actually been able to work that into a question about leadership as opposed to talking about taking on extra responsibilities, dealing with a challenge. You could use that same example. The elements of storytelling that I also put in here, because obviously the storytelling wasn't as grand as it normally would be if it's myself because I haven't lived these stories, but the little things about when I mentioned like, you know, the pandemic, 
pandemic and we had a restructure and I had to take on a new team. That wasn't written down. I just put that in because it makes it sound more you're imagining the tough time and the shuffling around in the office. Yes. And a few other little details that I put in weren't in my dot points, but it just makes you sound more like we always say, you're not just giving the boring facts. Put it into a little story. Yes. Stories are really, really powerful. Stories save lives. (laughs) They do. They do. They get people jobs, more importantly, which is why we're here. I'm a professional storyteller. That's my job. I'm a wordsmith. Professional wordsmith. How did I do, everyone? Please be nice. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices and our fake personas, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about our podcast. That's how we hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>